folks, and welcome to the Sense and Theory podcast. I'm Sense. And I'm Theory. And today we're going to be talking about these crazy fucking kids. Goddamn whippersnappers. What's wrong with them? They're all losing their minds. Or are we just getting old? I don't know. We'll talk about it. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah, yeah. So I figure the craziest, one of the craziest things, uh, Tide Pods aside, that's going on with these kids these days is like, is this sexting thing like now that we all they all have their phones in their pockets at all times and you know horny kids will be horny kids uh we've got this weird phenomenon of like kids taking pictures of themselves mm-hmm. and sending it to someone who adds it to a group chat and sends it to 24 other kids in the class and very soon we have a situation where a child has distributed child pornography of themselves yeah just to as, other children just as recently as this week in uh, Hamilton Ohio uh, there was a case of a 12 year old boy and a 12 year old girl uh, who are both students at the local middle school uh, who have been arrested and charged with a felony. Um, the illegal use of a minor in nudity-oriented material. That is child porn. And so, yeah. And uh, here we go with twelve-year-old, two 12-year-old kids who, uh, you know, who just caught a felony. I don't know how to feel about this because, like, when I was 13, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be honest with you guys, I was trying to get under the shirts and in the panties of, you know, everyone in yeah, <laughs> that I could, you know, so I cannot imagine what that hormone crazed me would be doing with with a phone in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes! Well, that is a. I mean, you know, that's a. That's a. It's, it's a, a brave new world, man. That's a. That's a crazy time uh, as you uh, you know start making you know you're beginning the early stages of the transition from childhood to adulthood, and uh, yeah, you're trying you're trying to figure out stuff, and here is this easy way. Uh, for you guys, I mean, you know, I think you've got cases where uh, kids who you wouldn't even normally like catch over at each other's houses are are sending these pics to each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. Send nudes. Like, it's like a meme. It's yeah, a- it's it's a thing. It's 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 uh, it's become a beast. It's like uh, taking on a, a form of its own. And I gotta tell you, man, with a with a, a daughter who's right there. Like I, I don't know. I'm terrified. I, yeah, I don't know what to do with it, man. Like, she doesn't. I'm, my daughter doesn't have a cell phone. Yeah. I don't know about yours, but like, no, my my daughter has a cell phone. Uh, I felt it was necessary. Uh, yeah, for instance, uh, was it sixth grade or fifth grade? Uh, she missed her bus stop, mm-hmm. and the county could not reliably tell me exactly where she was. So we almost immediately went out and got himself. Isn't that you know funny? I mean? Like, what would have happened if you were if you were at that bus stop? You know, I guess you would have walked to a payphone and and bummed some change, you yeah. know, and like yeah. called your parents and said, "Hey." Yeah. But like nowadays, I think I know of one working payphone in yeah. in our city. Like they're gone. Yeah, so no, they're gone. You're yeah. really stranded. Like kids are are gonna be at the mercy. Uh, of the people around and what you start knocking on doors. Like if you yeah. don't know <laughs> where yeah, you which, are, where which I'm not going. sure, you know, I, I think we talked, uh, in one episode at least about like Adam Walsh and, uh, the hysteria that, you know, people felt about kids and stuff. I don't think it's as scary, um, to think of your kid, like, you know, knocking on doors for help. Um, as as it's made out to be but at the same time no that is not the strategy that i want my my little girl to be employing (laughs) you know i would i would much rather her be able to get a hold of me but now 
I'm left with the fact that my 12 year old daughter has a cell phone. The funny know? thing is we actually, we actually did, um, get my daughter a cell phone, but it was, it was a flip phone, a flip phone mm-hmm. with no internet access. And she refuses to carry it. Oh, She's yeah. like, dad, I am not going to let me well, let I'm... anyone see me with this. flip." Phone. And to tell you the truth, I don't even know how much longer you're going to be able to get flip phones. I, mean, I know. They're, yeah. They're, they're definitely on their way out. And it, and it terrifies me not just because, I mean, there are all sorts of reasons and, and, and we'll go into them, but at the, at the very least it opens up a a doorway you know if when i was a kid and i wanted to talk to someone on the phone i talked to one person and maybe you got that sneaky three-way call going yeah. on you, you yeah. know i know i know you know yeah. what i'm talking yeah, about yeah you had watching you had to watch him charge the, the three-way calls going on yeah. but now like they have the ability to connect with each other in in groups mm-hmm. uh and and they're on their cell phone so sometimes they might have it in bed you know they've yeah. got it all night and and we know how kids behave when they're in groups, you know, like three, man, three of these kids I can handle at the house. No problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You add a fourth, things start getting a little wild. You add that fifth one and <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden something happens and they hive up yeah. and they start buzzing, yeah. you know, and you never know what's going on. You really got to keep your eyes open. You had six, seven, eight in a group chat and these kids go absolutely, they go nuts. I yeah. uh, saw an episode of, uh, I think it was called Undercover High School. Mm-hmm. And they sent these uh, these kids these well like I, I say kids they looked so so freaking young, uh, twenty two you know twenty three years old sent them back to high school as high school kids, and this girl got looped in twenty two year old girl in high school with a bunch yeah. of high schoolers got looped into a group chat where these guys were talking about her it was like eight guys mm-hmm. and. They start saying like, oh, you know, I'm going to fuck her and, you know, I'm going to hit her first and yada, yada, yada. And this dude straight up comes in the middle of the conversation and goes, well, if she says no, I'm just going to rape the bitch. Wow. And she has been looped into this conversation unbeknownst to them. Yeah. So they didn't know she was sitting there watching. But that is that is literally the types of shit that's happening in school and and there were always rumors mm-hmm. you know you'd hear about the girl who yeah but who i mean dick that, or- that same conversation you know was probably you know six six dudes standing out back of the the english wing or by the football field talking shit and i'm not saying that excuses what they were saying but but you know at least uh you know every person there somewhere in some form or fashion knows that everybody's sitting there talking shit and, yeah. and you know it's like dude you're, you're never gonna get with her man like you know what i mean so now but now yeah not only do you have the person that they're actually talking about might be present in the conversation but literally the entire you know seventh grade class or, that's right you know the entire team you know they split them into teams and you gotta so. wonder like if these kids have a computer in their pocket at all times and they're and they're talking about raping girls and they're talking talking about sleeping with them, like, and then, you know, it's high school, of course you are, but you gotta wonder. Internet pornography has got to f- figure in, f- you know, factor into the equation somewhere. Yeah. I mean, these kids can search up pictures of of whoever they want, whenever they want, celebrities, yeah. and you know, now they're pasting celebrities' faces onto onto bodies. It's it's, it's absolutely well, absurd. That was actually that we hand this uh, a you know, funny part about the the cell phone was uh, so we got my daughter the cell phone. And I'm not exactly what sure I'm not to this day sure what happened. All right, somewhere along the line, uh, I had actually I I talked to my wife about uh, putting the uh, the blocks on the parental parental controls. controls. Yeah, one of them didn't get put on, 
and I think we had a pop-up of some sort. And what ends up happening was I, I was actually, we, we found it rather uh, by accident. Yeah. Because I was just like, hey, let me see your phone. Um, I want to check something. And I was actually like checking the parental controls and, you know, da 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 and I just happened to notice something in the history or something that kind of made me made me look. And I was like, have you already have you already been like kicking around on the internet on here? <laughs> and instantly my daughter was like, oh, you know. And and I was like, what what's going on? Uh hang on, you you go in there. And so I started going through the phone and she is nervous, just just tense. Sweating as hell. bullets. Yeah, sweating bullets. <laughs> so sure enough, I, I scroll back through the history and I find it. There's <laughs> There's like a 10 page run of, I, I think it was Pornhub, you know what I mean? It ended up wow. being Pornhub. But anyway, somehow she had, she had, uh, you know, I can't remember the specifics now, but like looking at the history. Oh, you're calling this poor girl out here. No, 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 but I, I am. Looking at the history, I, I could see exactly what happened. Like, like, you know, I could see the page she was on. And I was like, oh, you shouldn't have been on that page. Oh, and that's the pop up thing. Oh, and oh. then you ended up with Pornhub. And now, no, that's not going to get you off there, is it? You know, like, I, and I was just laughing to myself. So I go back in there and I'm like, um, all right, look, I'm not mad at you. You know, I was like, I, I get what happened. I was like, but yeah, you, you can't be going to that stuff. And, and, you know, I was like, you know, we've set these blocks on there. And anything, but next time something like that happens, just just come to me and talk to me about it. Like yeah. don't don't worry about it. You're not in it's trouble. It's funny cuz like I think the first time I saw a porno I was maybe like let's see, probably 10 years old mm. and we found a box of of like rained on dirty ass porno mags under a tree. Yeah. In someone's yard. I mean, absolutely ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, "Oh, <laughs> it was the holy grail." You know, we passed them around. That was the that was the stash. It was the stash, you know? Yeah. And uh that was that was early, I feel like 10 years old. We no, yeah. we didn't even really know what we're looking at. We just no. knew it was you know, yeah, it was I think different I, I, and new. I think oh, I was whoa. probably 11 or 12, I think the first. And it was yeah. nothing uh nothing too hardcore, you know, maybe maybe a hustler in there. I can't really remember exactly yeah, what it was, right. but but my point is that that was like a, that was like a, a moment, you know. Mm-hmm. And now it's at a fingertip, you know. That moment. Yeah, now you can just it's all that. The yeah. idea, like I, I feel like the idea of these kids, like uh, <laughs> they would crack up and die laughing at us over the fact that we freaked out over a Playboy Center, right? You know what I mean? Like, That's right. Because and, and it's not to say I think I think there there is something about uh, you know each successive generation, uh, not only. Uh, being more aware of, you know, sexuality or, you know, you could actually kind of apply this to drugs and other things as well. But also, you know, as we get older now, we have a tendency to sort of look back, you know, with rose colored glasses and be like, cause I mean, let's be honest. I can remember talking about some, some pretty vulgar things that I admittedly had no idea what they were uh, in like third, fourth, fifth grade. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I can remember, I can remember cussing like a sailor in like fourth grade and having you know what no I mean? idea. So, so I'm not, but there is a different level to, I mean, you, you have to consider the fact that when two girls, one cup happen. Wow. See, we were old and we weren't thinking about it. Now that my kids are the, the 12 and 13 year olds then, 
probably saw that. Probably saw probably two girls saw that. Cup. You're probably and that's right. something like if I'd seen that when I was twelve and thirteen, I would have probably become a Benedictine. Monk. <laughs> I probably would have just ran for the hills and be like, "That's I what y'all are doing." Still become a Benedictine. <laughs> monk. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's funny because by fifteen, uh, by fifteen, I had AOL and and. And man, I found internet porn real quick. But yeah. but even then, it was slow. You had to wait yeah. for the picture to load one one space at a time. Now it's like full length feature films <laughs> yeah. and and billions of them, and it's free. You don't have to pay for it. What right. the fuck? This has to affect our kids mm-hmm. and our culture. It has to. I mean, and I'm not saying it's all bad, you know. No. And I'm not saying like oh, banned pornography, um, because really, you know, I don't have any sort of I, legal argument moral yeah. argument if you will well, like, no i mean it's it's something it's but it's something, something we got to check we got to take into account but at, at the same time it's like you say i mean so if if you look at this case this hamilton case or whatever you got two 12 year old kids and granted they did it over the phones but it's you show me yours and i'll show you mine i mean that's that's basically what it is so now now they're gonna get slapped with the felony and be marked Sex offenders. Yeah, and and I mean, fair enough. It's created a like I'll, I'll give it in some instances. I don't, I don't think this Hamilton case qualifies for what I'm about to say, but in some instances, uh, especially you know, if uh, there was a, a case in Oklahoma, uh, I think a kid was like blackmailing girls with with Snapchat photos or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh yeah. So, um, you you get into where you've created a digital copy of child pornography and now you've made it available. Like, you know, if you were to upload it online or, or something like that, now it's out there and, and you know, not if you took it with CD. Snapchat, it's on the Snapchat servers. Exactly. The second you take the well, picture, but I'm talking right? about CD lecherous adults having access to it. You know, that, that does complicate, but we're talking about from one 12 year old's phone to another 12 year old's phone. And nobody uploaded it to a forum or nobody uploaded it to, you know what it's I mean? It's kind it, of a weird, you know, it's kind it just, of a weird thing. Like would it be, it's, you know, it's just a weird thing that we have to, we have to figure out, you know, how to go from here. Like, do we, does it serve anyone? And don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating either way. Cause I haven't figured out my own position on it, but does mm-hmm. it serve anyone to label a 12 year old as a sex offender? Nah, see, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't think. And I'm I'm pretty firm in that. Like whatever this is, there are there are like I said circumstances that are mitigating, but if it's twelve year old to twelve year old, a felony that's insane. That's that's insane. Especially <laughs> if you're going to mark time, them so, for the rest okay, of their so, life. So how do you write a law? I mean, I guess you just say what twelve year olds are now allowed to distribute child porn. I mean, that creates this really weird legal loophole. Well, for one, we're talking about distribute, right? Like, okay, so if if maybe we need a better legal definition of the word distribute hmm. uh, for this. In this instance, maybe yeah. like in that law, we can lay out like distributing means to do X, Y, Z, not just to send it to your little girlfriend or your little boyfriend. Right. You know what I mean? But then is that, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's so complicated because, well, you know, you say as long as it's, you leave out that situation with where it's just your girlfriend or your boyfriend. And, and it's almost like co-signing and saying like, that's okay. You know, <laughs> like, well, I mean, I, I don't is think it? it's not right. I mean, no, it's, it's not, not okay, okay for but, kids to send each other pictures of yeah, their genitalia. But, but right. There's but, all kinds of things that aren't okay that we don't have felony laws. against. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know enough. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you another thing that's kind of, that's kind of weird is I'm not sure if I'm seeing, 
the tip of the iceberg or the whole thing with this this epidemic of teachers banging their students. Man, I there there were teachers that that I was attracted to, but I never once thought I had a shot with them, man. Yeah, well, uh, apparently you did because I mean, it's just I remember there was the Mary Kay Letourneau case that was like hell. They made a TV movie out of yeah. it, like back in the day, and it was like a big deal. And now it's like two a week, and I don't know if it's you know obviously that's an easily sensationalized story. So I don't know if we're seeing all of them. Or if there's a rash of them, and these are just the ones that are getting caught. Yeah, and maybe know? they're getting, maybe it's always been happening, and they're getting caught now because of texting, because the evidence is around. You can subpoena yeah. the records. Well, no, I know? can say for a fact, uh, there was a teacher who ended up it was having a relationship with uh, a student uh, when I was in high school, and a friend of mine was actually their lookout. No shit. Uh, yeah, he used to uh, like hang out outside the teacher's lounge while they were in there and watch for people, uh, you know, while they'd talk or, or whatever. Uh, they ended up getting married. Uh, never got caught. Wow. And the, the, so the, the kid who was in school with me, my age group or whatever, when he hit, I think it was 20 or 21 or something like that, they got married. That so, that makes you. Are they still married today? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Be, I, I think so. I, I don't remember hearing that they broke up. But because yeah. that's that's kind of a weird situation where like how how can you argue with that if they're thirty three now and they're married like well, you know maybe that was okay. Yeah, true but, love. You but know. But then again, at the same time, I mean, like a twenty six year old teacher and a fifteen year old boy, it just. <laughs> Man, that's that's not okay. You right. know what I mean? And and I mean, obviously, you know, I it mean, wasn't that long ago. I mean, we were marrying fourteen-year-old girls away, and in this country, that's and, true. I, I and feel further like back in history. I mean, it happened. Uh, it absolutely happened. But I feel like that's that's one of those things we talk about the progress of mankind. <laughs> I think that is one of those things that we have happily progressed away from. Man, yeah, I, I don't mean to say. I don't mean to sound creepy like that. That's not that's totally not what I meant. You don't. Well, have I'll to, tell you what to to, to kind of to turn down the uh, the creepiness of that entire beginning section because I mean that was a tough one, man. What are you gonna do? Uh, let's switch gears here and uh, talk about uh, you know actually parenting, and uh, you know there's there's actually I I'm gonna kick it off. I'm gonna tell a story about my daughter. And okay, we'll, we'll go from there. Um, my daughter, when she was young, uh, there's a bookstore in town. It's it's two levels, and it has an escalator. And uh, I think she was five or six, and she was getting on the escalator. And, you know, I can't even promise you it was the first time she'd ever gotten on an escalator. But this time in particular, she just completely gaffled it. Like, just she screwed up. She Her foot was, like, in between steps as they rose, and she kind of tripped, and I caught her. Uh, traumatized her. I mean, it, it scared the hell out of her. Um, she thought she was going to get eat by the escalator and for years, uh, would not get on another escalator. And I mean, this was, this was deep, man. Cause like I took her back to the same store. Like, you know, I tried to coax her onto the escalator. Yeah. You, you know, you try to push I tried, her past I, it. I, I tried not politely to, and gently. Yeah. I tried not to make like a huge scene in the middle of this store that we were working through an issue over there. But, you know, I was like, Hey, hey you know, let's try it. It's cool. It's, I got you. You'll be safe. You know? And, uh, there were times I, I tried to, you know, be a little bit more stern. I'd be like, you know, let's, let's do it. Come yeah. on. You got this. Let's do it. Today yeah. is the day. Everybody rides. Get yourself ship. together. Look at all these kids riding escalators. <laughs> we can do it. Yeah. Know? Um, and just no, no luck, no dice. So we go to Washington DC this October and 
we get on the metro and we're actually coming from uh where's it fairfax virginia into washington dc so where we got on the subway it's actually above ground and we got to go down steps and, and didn't really have to ride an escalator or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get into the heart of Washington, D.C. Now we're underground in the metro station. And the only way that we see, I later found out that there was an elevator that, that I didn't see. But uh, the only way that we see to get up to surface level is by riding three escalators. And my daughter went to pieces. Like, she like full-blown panic yeah, attack? Yeah, like in the middle of the subway station. And I just, and I looked at her and like, it got me. Like I started, I was like, no, no, we can't do this here. Like I can't leave you behind. There's literally the only, the only other way to get out is to ride the subway. Back turn out. around. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't go back like, to Fairfax. Like we gotta go, we gotta go upstairs. And, and so, uh, you know, we took a moment. She collected herself freaking out, uh, uh crazy deep breaths. And she rode the first one. Uh, then I got her on the second one. I got her on the third one. My my buddy uh, Joe was there with us, and by like the next day, she's like riding escalators, one footed. Yes. She's like, she's like, hey, Uncle Joe, check this out. And, you know, she's like, you see me on the escalator? Like, she's so excited about the fact that she got the escalator down, and it it made me wonder, like, so did I did I go about it the right way? It's so hard as a parent. Like, should I have pushed her harder? Because what happened was ultimately when she had to put up her shut up, she got on the escalator. Right. But man, would I have felt like. And you like, knew she could. Right. And right. you knew she should be able to. So, so it's interesting. I mean, at a point you want to push your kid to get over the things um, that, that bother them, you know, right. that, that present as obstacles in their life. But so you could have, you could have, I think you could have forced that interaction earlier. You know, at the bookstore, you could have made a scene and said, no, you're absolutely going to do this. But would the glory that she found at yeah. the end of that be the same? I don't think so. It would be your glory then. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you... So, yeah, she was forced to eventually, and, and that's when I'll she say, had to confront I'll say, in the bookstore, like, when I tried myself, I went up to the point that I was comfortable. Like, I, I'm not kidding. I mean, there was... When I tried to do it the stern way, like, I pushed her to a point where I was like, man... Don't don't be an asshole to your kid. Like inside, I was like, "Stop this! This is weird." You know what I mean? And like, so I got up to the point where I, you know, I wasn't comfortable with it anymore. Yeah. But then, like, had we not have happened to get stuck in the DC metro station, would she have a lifelong fear of escalators? Right. You know what I mean? So and like, there are times where I wish I hadn't crossed that line. Like, my daughter is terrified of reading aloud to me for some reason. She'll read mm -hmm. aloud in crap class. Her teachers say it's no problem. But to me, she's just terrified. She won't speak Spanish to me either. She's in a, a Spanish language program. She speaks beautifully, according to her teachers, mm -hmm. but she just will not speak in front of me. And and one night, I didn't have my glasses on, and I was trying to read something across the room, and I asked her to read it for me, and she refused. And I got kind of ticked off. I'm like, you know, please, just just read it a couple of lines. And and it got to the point, and, and maybe I shouldn't have pushed her, but it got to the point where she was crying. You know, mm -hmm. and, and I felt like at that point it was my duty yeah. to like to make this happen. And I did. And I wasn't I didn't yell. You know, yeah. I didn't get mad. Uh, but she was she was upset. Boy, yeah. I mean, full, full blown. And well, you didn't flinch either, which I mean, you know, like sometimes, you know, we're not even talking about yelling or mad. But like when as a parent, when you look at your kid and it's like, 
oh no, you're going to do this. Yeah. Like that in and of itself is terrible, especially like if you don't, you think the escalator is going to eat you or you think everyone's going to hate you if you read out loud or, or what have that's you. That's right. You know so, I mean? so this was like maybe 15 minutes of, of kind of a battle, you know, and, and I finally get her, you know, I'm like, okay, just let's start with one word, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, and I block off all the other words on the page and she does it. She's like the, you know, and I'm like, yeah. now let's do two words. The bluebird, you know, and, and I get her to go through an entire sentence, an entire paragraph. And, and, you know, she's wiping tears from her face and we're like, you know, see that that's, it's not that bad. You're able to do it. You know, hooray. There's, but there was no celebration there. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like she was like now taken off reading three paragraphs yeah. like your daughter was, yeah, you know, yeah. when she, when she, uh, she, she brought herself over it, you know, she was the hero there. Right. So the next day, I'm like, well, let's, you know, let's see, let's see how this works, you know, come, come read again. And it, it was back to the same fight, yeah. you know? And, and at that point I was like, well, there's just, you know, there's just nothing I can, I'm not going to fight that battle, you know, every yeah. day. Like, yeah, you can't, I mean, cause yeah, that's another thing too, right? Like you don't want to beat a dead horse. I didn't want to, uh, with the escalator, like every time we were in a place with the escalator, it's like, am I, am I going to fight her every time we come up to an escalator? No, I'm, I'm going to take the stairs, man. I got shit to do today. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you, you can't. So, like, part of you doesn't want to give in to it. But, I mean, what, what's the practical side of, like, fighting that every time? You right. know? <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's, it's crazy, man. Not sure there is one. There's a point where where it becomes a power play and you're just being a dick. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and it, that's, a, that's a really hard line to recognize as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um you know, every time, you know, because because you have to establish yourself as an authority. Yeah. If you do not establish yourself as an authority, your kids are going to run all over you. And actually, and that, part of that part of that establishment is is setting lines and sticking to them. You know, and if you let them cross the lines enough, then you lose power. So there's yeah. you know, there's some battles you have to fight. It's really hard to recognize which ones really matter. No, that's uh, that's something that's come up a lot as she's. Uh, you know, started, I mean, she's 12 years old, you know, she's in seventh grade, she's getting ready to go to eighth, and uh, she's starting to get um, that teenage attitude, and I'm not saying that it's not a problem for both me and her mom, but when she was younger, I was the primary disciplinarian, right? Now, I, uh, you know, some people swear by timeouts and, and so on and so forth. I but, used timeouts. but They worked well. That's cool. That's cool. But I, uh, I actually, I spanked her, but I did not, um, <laughs> I spanked her with a purpose. And I don't know if this makes me a bastard or what, but what I did was, you know, You're I definitely spanked definitely a bastard. Her. No, here's, well, I am definitely a bastard. But here's the thing, like, I, I would spank her and, uh, and then I used the threat of spanking so I didn't have to spank her. Okay. Right? So, like, I, I actually probably stopped actually spanking her without, you know, the occasional, like, uh, uh, swat on the leg or something, mm-hmm. you know, like a little one or something like that. Uh, hell, when she was, like, five or six. But what I do is when it was time for your spanking, I'd always hold up my hand and cup it, like, kind of, you know, curl over my palm. And I got to the point, and I know that sounds terrible. It's like I'm training Pavlov's dog or whatever. <laughs> but when when she did something bad, I could just be like, "Hey," and cut my hand, yeah. and she would straighten the hell out. Now, back then, she hated me because you know I was that guy. Like, I mean, you know, she didn't hate me; she loved her dad. But you know, there was a a 
I mean, you're stab- I was establishing the fact that to an extent she was afraid of me, right? Yeah. Her mom did not do that. Fast forward to the fact that she's 13 or 12 now, going on 13. And when she gets attitude or whatever, I can look over at her and be like, hey, knock it off. And it stops. Her mom cannot do that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I mean, so I'm not saying I'm not saying that what I did was absolutely right. Maybe it wouldn't have worked on another kid, you know. Well, no, there, I, I think it's more plenty of people tried spankings and stuff like that, but you're right about establishing authority. Right. Sure. I think that's the key is that it's not necessarily about the method mm-hmm. to establish authority as long as authority is established. And maybe, you know, maybe spanking is 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 not necessary to establish that authority. Right. Um, you know, maybe you, you're not equipped with the tools to establish authority except through violence. Mm. <laughs> you know, I think there's some people out there who, who may fit that description. Um, I, I think science nowadays is saying spanking is not. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely. I just read a, uh, a thing a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, see, I, I can't I can't walk with them on that. It's not effective. But um, I read a thing a couple weeks ago that said that. Uh, the verdict is in on spanking, but we're ignoring it. Uh, so, like, the, the deal is is that, like, there's been a bunch of studies, and spanking has, you know, such and such harmful effects, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I can't remember what all, all of them are, um, but that people are still, by and large, doing it. I don't think so, because I, I know and, a lot of people raising kids right now, and none of them spank. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's well, just I mean, my I little think, bubble. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think there is a healthy amount, but I'm saying, like, it's not descending at the rate that uh, as much evidence as there is out there for your spanking not being a good they, thing. they want it to be yeah. going away quicker. Right, right. Okay. I so can see I, I have a problem but with you, this because you, you walk back 30 years ago and kids were getting switched yeah. you know, by their teacher in school no, or the neighbor if he caught and you. I absolutely uh, got spanked and I remember uh, actually advocating for timeouts. As a kid, I was, <laughs> man, I was kind of a, I was kind of a weird kid. My, my cousins and stuff, they used to, uh, get a big, big laugh out of the fact that like, if I was in trouble, I would always like, you know, put my back to the wall or whatever, and then hold up my hands and like state my case like a lawyer. You know what I mean? I'd be like, now hang on. Let's with think your about ass this against the wall. Yeah, with my ass against the wall. <laughs> Let's think about this rationally, Papa. You know what I mean? And, uh. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so for me, I've seen kids who only got the timeouts and, and they're a wreck. And I'm sure there are kids who, you know, spankings who are a wreck. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying that I think it's kind of a, a kid by kid basis. You know what I'm saying? And it's what you can, what can you pull off? Right. If you're not somebody, my mom, for instance, the reason that my grandpa did most of the spanking was my mom uh, popped me once uh, in the mouth, I think, for something I said. And wasn't, I, I don't remember if it was her knuckle or maybe she had a ring on or something like that. But she caused, you know, just a little cut on my mm-hmm, lip. Mm-hmm. And it bled and she freaked out and never touched me again for the rest <laughs> of her life. Never raised her hand to me. And, uh, Papa you know, on the other hand. Yeah, now she would turn me over to Papa. And he was, ah, man, he was a, he was a tactician. Like, he would... Uh, I remember one time my mom, we got into an argument and she said, um, well, if I'm such a bad mother, why don't you make a list of all the reasons I'm a bad mother? Oh boy, that's a brave woman. And I did it. I wrote. (laughs) That's a brave son too. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote a long list and I gave it to her and it crushed her, man. I, I feel bad about it to this day. 
And uh, That's I mean, the type of shit, shit you lose was, sleep over. Yeah, I was, I was. Yeah, yeah. Like I was nine years old, and I still like feel awful that I did that. And uh, anyway, so my grandpa comes home from work, and she gives it to him. He looks at it, doesn't say a word. Right? She goes on about his business. I go on about my business. I'm watching TV. Clearly not in trouble. So somewhere in my little nine-year-old brain, I'm thinking, well, he saw the strength of my case. Like <laughs> he, you know, he agrees or something. So we're eating dinner. And, uh, and I'm finishing up my plate and I shit you not. I took the last bite of food and the fork hit the plate (laughs) and he goes, all right, come on. And I was like, what? He's like, oh, you didn't think you were taking an ass whooping for that? (laughs) And and I seriously, true to form, I started arguing. I was like, no, you can't, you can't wait three hours and then spank. No, there's like, you know, I was arguing like statue of limitations. Backing up towards the wall. (laughs) I was like, no. And man, he lit me up. But that's, and so that like he would, it was like a mind game. Did it work? I mean, that's the, that's the true question is like, yeah. You never, you never disrespected No, I never got, I never got sideways with my mom to that extent. Again, ever, ever again, and and to tell you the truth, I, I hadn't. I mean, I'd, I'd thrown like typical tantrums. I don't know what was. I think we were moving. Maybe I was like under some extra, you know. But I never got like that sideways <laughs> with my mom again, <laughs> ever, man. So it it worked, you know, and and yeah. spanking may work in some cases. Although uh, there have been some recent studies that say. Like moms who spank their three-year-olds increase their risk of becoming bullies by the time they're five, mm. um, and definitely has been linked to, uh, you know, aggressive behavior as kids grow up. Now, that's not to say that if if that was a hard and, and actual fact, you know, that spanking kids screwed them up, we'd yeah. all be screwed up. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's that's and, kind and of the maybe the we are. Side. Well, I would say. I mean, they say that like. You know, spanking leads to this and that, and you know, it's like you say. I mean, everyone was getting spanked at some point. I mean, for the most, the majority of people were getting spanked at some point. And while we did have people who didn't adjust to it well, a large swath of the population did. So I, I question that to an extent. But in that same breath, I was a bully. Um, <laughs> I was. I mean, like I always felt like I became a bully out of uh, being bullied. Um, cause I was, I was a fat kid yeah, and so I got picked on. And so two things happened first, uh, I got, uh, I got uh, what I like to think is a razor sharp wit, but I got really good at insulting people. Slow down there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. But I got really good at insulting people. You almost made me and, cry one day. In fact, yeah, no, <laughs> there's a few people. Um, and then on top of that, I, I, I hit a growth spurt and was still a fat kid. So like. In fifth grade, I was huge. I was I was like towered over Kool Aid like, man. My class. Now, I stopped there. I'm roughly the same height I was in fifth grade. <laughs> but um, but yeah. But so for a time, yeah, I was huge, and so that's kind of how I uh, protected myself from being bullied. Was I started bullying other kids, or I fell in? That sounds like an excuse to me, buddy. And, no, it's it's. I'm not making an excuse for it. I'm. It, it doesn't make it okay. I'm saying we could we could blame your papa maybe. No, well, <laughs> I'm just saying that was the thought process in my head. Sure, you know, as I was trying to get the target off of me. So uh, I think I think it's interesting with all the anti-bullying uh, measures uh, that they're pushing in schools now. I don't. I don't think the problem's completely gone, but I, I'm really happy to see that that has gotten a lot better. Yeah. Because I never, I never, 
I, yeah, I'm ashamed of the fact that I was a bully. I'm not happy about it. You know, right. I, I'm actually, I'm ashamed. I'm largely a, a gruff bastard like in real life. And I, and that's like the after effects right. of me being a bully. And I, I still don't like, it, you know? Yeah. I didn't like bullies much either. Um, when I was in school, I was the kid that, that, you know, would beat up the bully if I could. I was, mm. I was that dude. And, and now it's funny cause you know, my son, uh, has kind of had some issues with, with bullying at school and, and, and being the bully and, and we don't spank. Um, mm. but you know, there was this girl that, that he really liked and they were boyfriend and girlfriend for a short period of time mm -hmm. and decided that that wasn't working out as only eight year olds can do. Um, and he actually like spit on her on the playground one day oh, wow. and, and it tore him up. You know, he, he ended up crying in class, feeling so bad about, you know, spitting on this girl crying in class. Mm -hmm. I had to come in and, um, and deal with it. But the sense that I got from that was that bullying is not as, as bad as it was when I was in school. Cause man, we were spitting on girls. I was tripping girls and it was never a big, it was never a big deal. Yeah. Like people were getting bullied all over the place. You get yeah. pushed. I got in so many fights as a kid. I cannot tell you like every single, it felt like every single day, every single week, you know, someone would pick on me in some way that I found was, you know, egregious and, and mm -hmm. I would fight them. And I don't think that's happening. That was in elementary school in, in middle school. And I'm not seeing that at my kids' schools. Well, I can tell you one of the things that I have been impressed with to the point of being flabbergasted is the fact that there are kids in high school who are out now yeah, who, who are, you know, have come out of the closet and they're, and they're, they're gay and everything. That was unthinkable when I was in high school. Like, like I mean, there there were uh, a couple kids who were brave enough to uh, at least be ambiguous. You know what I mean? But yeah. like to to just solidly be out in high school. Now, I don't want to in any way act like there aren't still uh, gay kids being picked on, sure and bullied, and and beaten, and you know there are bad things out there, but. I mean, like I said, I, I know uh, 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 there's a member of my family, extended family, who is in high school and he's out. And that is, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, progress, that's amazing, man. man. Yeah, I that's, mean, no, that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's a huge leap like, forward I, 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 in I one say generation. I couldn't conceive of a day where that would be the case when I was in high school. And there were kids, thinking back to high school, there was one kid in particular who, uh, if I were to guess, I, I would have pegged him. And, and I, it turns out now, you know, he's out and, and I was right, mm -hmm. but I, there were not, there was not a single kid in my high school who came out openly and was like, yep, I'm gay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, like you said, it was just totally unthinkable. Yeah. Um, so I think there's this trend, this societal trend. So go, going back to the middle ages or, or earlier, like I think humanity is getting more open and we're getting, mm -hmm. we're getting better and we're progressing towards acceptance and things. Um, maybe not as quick as we could be. Yeah, yeah. But I think we need to we need to see that for I what think, it is. I think the work they're doing, though, I think, you know, you were saying that things that we did in elementary school um, that now there's a big fuss over, and I've noticed that. Um, actually, recently, my daughter um, has, has been bullied, and it's a, it's a thing that, that went to the school. 
uh, and everything. They got involved and they're doing their anti-bullying measures. No one ever got involved when I was in yeah. school. Like, and I think them catching it early is what is it's helping. Now, I there is a part of me, um, there's a cynical part of me that's like, you know, you're 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 wrapping these kids up in bubble wrap. You're not you're not letting them like you know do their thing. Um, I, it is something that I think we got to watch, you know, you, you do have to let kids face adversity and overcome it. Sure. And, that's, and, that's part of their you know, social growth at that point right. is like pushing boundaries, finding where people's uh-huh. emotional boundaries are. Um, and if you just tell them, it goes, it goes back to our conversation before, like if it's not their own personal experience or their own personal victory or their own personal failure, oftentimes right. they don't learn from it, you know? So you just yeah. tell them the rules, oh, you don't do this, don't do that. Um, and, and maybe it's not as, uh, you know, effective as, as like, say my son spitting on a girl and feeling like absolute shit for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Or, or getting, you know, you said that you were the type of kid that used to beat up bullies. There were, there were plenty of those kids around. Um, I mean, not enough, but I mean, there, there was, you know, getting your ass kicked for being a bully was a good way to find out not to be a bully. Yeah. No, you know, um, I am amazed. My daughter is hearing impaired and every year that she's been in school, it's been a concern. Like I've been worried and I'm amazed that it took her being in seven. She's in seventh grade. Now she got to seventh grade before she really got bullied for that. That's amazing. Every year uh, they would tell us, uh, in her classes that all the kids were like, always trying to like help her out. They'd help her, uh, you know, if she was having trouble like hearing or following along or stuff, the kids were always like rushed to help her and stuff. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, uh, that would not have been the case in my elementary school oh, in 1993. No. I mean, it just wouldn't have. Been. No. And, and she actually went to what is largely considered by metrics and standards and all that, a shit elementary school. And, uh, it actually had a, uh, oddly enough, a really, really good, uh, deaf and hard of hearing teacher, which is why, you know, she, uh, we were excited for her to go to that school, but the school overall was shitty. And yet, uh, those kids are, are, are beautiful yeah. for helping her leaps <laughs> the way and they bounds her, above yeah. and where now, our classes and were now, at that age. Uh, ironically enough, she's, uh, she, she is being bullied, uh, or has been here recently. Uh, and it actually wasn't. Uh, one of the general population of students. What? It's one of the kids that's in her deaf and hard of hearing class. It's another deaf kid. Is bullying her. Who is picking on her for, you know, having trouble, like, you know, catching up or following along. Oh, no kidding. And, yeah, yeah. And Bullying I was like, her for her deafness. I was her, like, wow. You know, for so, her disability I mean, that yeah, she shares. Yeah, that she shares with him. <laughs> so, I mean... Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and psychoanalyze the kid on air, but like, I have to imagine that's coming out of his pain. So I'm, I'm, I'm not too mad at him. You know, it's like I, I you need to work on that, but I, I, I get you. But and uh, at the same time, isn't there part of you that's like that wishes that she would just stand up to him and, and put him in a, in his place? Yeah. Well, she actually, um, yes, no, I absolutely want her to stand up to him and put him in his place. What actually, the way that it came about was she did not report it. Uh, a kid, they, they ride the bus together. Yeah. And uh, another kid uh, went and told the school, and the school immediately, like, descended like a pack of dogs. But, but she was going to 
hang on in quiet desperation like she's That's British or something. Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 no. Because what I want not to happen, that. I, you know, I being the believer in, in personal responsibility and all, yeah. I want my daughter to stand up and like and maybe punch him in the face if it's egregious enough. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, like and and not always rely on an authority figure to leap in like Superman and save right. you from this from this bully. It's like no, the bully's as big as you. He's not as scary as you think. Yeah, he's just a kid. Well, and, I I don't have a problem with her dealing with it through the proper channels or at least, you know, like try, you know, I told her, I said, um, you, you go and you tell the teachers, but you tell me too. Yeah. Um, and I was like, and we'll talk about it and sort it out. So I don't mind her trying to go about it the, the polite and proper way the first time. So have you, have you all talked about like, uh, physical confrontation? Like, have you had that talk with her about, uh, uh, no, no, we have not. About so, fighting, you yeah, know, and, I don't, and what's an acceptable time for violence this, this and what isn't, isn't like uh this isn't a case of you know, we we were talking about the the spanking and the timeouts and some things are appropriate for some kids. So I, I don't know, man. It's been ever you know, since I had my daughter, um, it's been one of those things that I'm just trying to figure out as I go with her disability and everything. Yeah. So it's not because she's a girl. It's not. I, I just, the idea of teaching my daughter like how to fight or how to defend herself is something that here in the next is I'm now confronted with. Right. But I, I just, she's such a sweet, like I can't imagine it. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? Well, see, to me, you know, I've got two of them and they're roughly yeah. in the same age. Yeah. We had to have that conversation mighty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that probably, yeah. That's another thing. She, she has a little brother now, but she, you know, was an only child for 11 when years. When you're cooped so. up in the house for, for some days straight, like there, there gets to the level where they're, they're applying violence on each other. <laughs> That has definitely crossed a line. Yeah. So you've got to establish really quickly, like, what is acceptable and what is not, and right. what is defense and what is offense. You know, because like the whole "oh he started it" thing, like, yeah. you know, that's easy to to laugh and brush off. But really, when it comes to like societal norms, it's perfectly acceptable to to say, "Well, he started it, and now I'm defending myself." So right. you know, if someone comes and, and tries to punch you, mm-hmm. um, you should you should defend yourself. You know, yeah. and I've taught my kids that from a, from a pretty early age. Like, um, it, you know, my daughter was scared one day that someone might come in the house and, and, and I talked her through it rationally. I'm like, well, if someone does come in the house and they're trying to hurt you, you mm-hmm. have to be a, aware of your options. You know, number yeah. one, try to get away as fast as possible. If you can't get away, you know, kick, bite, um, you know, went do through whatever you have to do. Poke yeah. eyes, yeah. Uh, we talked about testicular shots, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, knives and things like we went all the way there. And I think yeah. she was like she was nine or 10 years old. And, you know, maybe that's too early. Maybe not. It, it felt like it was necessary. And and I saw her become stronger from that conversation. Yeah. Um, there was like a, a resolve in her eyes. And at first she said, you know, like, oh, I could never do that. And I said, well, what if they're, you know, trying to kill me or trying to kill your brother? Yeah. And I saw a resolve in her eyes. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. When you put it like that. Yeah. You know, and it, it gave her strength. Uh-huh. And I think that's really that's we risk losing that as a society if we start forking over all of our options to, you know, some authority figure. And, you know, yeah. that's me getting all high level. No, no, no. I understand it. Like I said, I share I share the same concerns. And, I, it's, you know, some of it might be because I was a bully. I don't know. <laughs> but but uh, I share some of the same concerns. I'm just, 
uh, you know, in awe of the, like I said, of the strides that they've made. But um, so, what do you do when your kid becomes a bully? You know, go back to you don't you don't kill killers to teach that killing is wrong. So what you spank your kid? You know, he he's bullying at school. You spank your kid? <laughs> yeah, no, I know that I know that in some cases uh, that was definitely you know flawed logic. There's been uh, serial killers or, or stuff like that that said that they you know they would bully kids and then their dad would take the approach of you know. I'm going to show you that somebody else can kick your ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, uh, that that doesn't always have the effects that you would hope that... I swear, you know. the best the best punishment these days hmm. uh, for just about anything is taking their devices, man. Yeah. That's yeah. been the most effective solution to almost any problem in my household. Yeah. And, and Which is troubling it is. in a way. Well, I mean, you, you know, know they're, I mean? they're little drug delivery devices. I mean, I swear, the dopamine they get from... Uh, you know, YouTube and their little games and stuff. It's like a constant, always on engagement in mm-hmm. their brains. Um, so it's like, it's taking their happiness away. You know? I know, I know. But like, think about the fact that, that um, for that to have worked on me when I was a kid. All right. Yeah. I mean, sure. Mom could say, you know, you can't play Nintendo, but I had plenty of other shit going on that That's I right. could figure out to do. Nowadays, no, man. I if because I, I do the same thing. You know, I'll, I'll say you can't have your phone or you can't have you know the switch or, or what have you. And uh, yeah, she is wrecked. You know what I mean? And, she is wrecked. Yeah, and I have no problem laying down the law about devices in my house. And in fact, it's it's glorious because every time I do, I turn around and both of their noses are in a book or <laughs> they run and play outside, which is like practically unheard that's a, that's of. It's a win-win this generation. Right yeah, it really is. In fact, I. You rarely see kids playing outside, and shit, back in my day, we had neighborhood-wide hide-and-seek games on a weekly basis. We had the the water balloon fight out of the Super Soaker commercial. We had the Super Soakers out chasing each other down, you know. It was glorious, and and that happens, like, eh, maybe twice a year with my kids now. Um, I rarely see kids outside until Pokemon Go hit, Mm. but that was funny. The, The weekend that Pokemon Go, like, first got really big... My wife and I were driving, uh, we were actually up in New York visiting some family, and there were kids by the hordes, like, yeah. out on their bikes. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> like, this is odd. And then, like, the next day, we hear something about Pokemon Go. What year is this? The- yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> like, wait, there's a whole gang of kids on their bicycles outside yeah ironically they were on their phones too <laughs> Absolutely, i can remember uh you know when i was a kid and and you know i remember us hearing this uh you know i remember hearing this about playing nintendo i, I remember and i'm talking about the nes you yeah know? but i can remember you know my mom my grandpa grandpa my grandma you know, back in my day, we, you know, we used to, we was just outside, you know, and that, that's all we had was outside sticks and yeah. stuff, you know. <laughs> Go play so, with some rocks. But I can't, I can remember we moved around a lot. So even when I wasn't outside playing football or, you know, with other kids or playing uh, Christopher Columbus or tag or hide and seek or whatever yeah. it was, I can remember just going outside with a uh, tennis ball. And there was a wall at this one apartment complex I used to live at. And I would be out there for two hours pretending that I was the starting pitcher in the World Series. Yep. Just, just by myself. Throwing outside, the ball against throwing the wall. Throwing the ball. Yeah, man. And and it doesn't really happen anymore. And it's almost like 
it it's kind of eerie. It's it's like kids have just disappeared. Like they you you never see them riding around or you know up at the store. And and I get that that goes back to that hysteria that we've talked about before. But uh, I can remember mobbing up, uh, you know, as a nine year old up to the Seven Eleven to you know get pixie sticks all and stuff. the time. And you know I hardly ever see that anymore. I rode my bike like everywhere as a kid and, and and then by the time i was a teenager like across town two hour yeah. bike rides to yeah. get somewhere and then soon after that i was you know riding the bus that's unheard of yeah. i can't in fact i've got a friend who's got a 18 uh, year old son that was terrified of riding the bus the lextran wow. like the public no, transportation was, he, actually your older brother uh me and your older brother that was that was a thing for us back in the uh uh, especially like in between like ninth and tenth grade, before anybody had a license. Yeah. But I that summer in particular, I can remember like six or seven times where we hopped a bus without any destination in mind. Yeah. And just was like out and about in the city. You know what I mean? Like that's what we do. I, I wonder if kids are, you know, if kids are losing something in this new world. There's no question. Kids I, are I think, losing something. I think it's interesting because on one hand, here you have this device that has the collective knowledge of humanity, like right there, you know, and it, there's dangers. We talked about pornography, but like, uh, there's I, other dangers too. uh, uh radicalism. Yeah. Um, nowadays you might like, get trapped in vote and turn into a white supremacist yeah, Nazi, like yeah, literally knowledge without, you know, it's knowing where it's coming from. Um, I, I can remember though, I, I was a bookworm too. Uh, in, in addition to being a bully, I was a very complex kid, but, uh, <laughs> Um, I can remember just loving uh, trivia books because you would have to read 80 books to get all the facts that you could get out of a trivia, but they got Wikipedia now. Like, yeah. screw a trivia book. You know what I mean? That's right. You look so up any they subject get that, and... but at the same time, like, they're never, you know, they're, they're missing out on, you know, the, that, that waiting for the streetlights to come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Actually, I, I live down in Florida, so we, it was the mosquito trucks. The mosquito trucks about seven o'clock at night would come by and shoot like, I don't know, DDT or some <laughs> wicked pest control out into the air. And that's how we knew to get home because otherwise you're going to be choking on DDT or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> and growing tumors but, uh, out of your neck and <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, but, um, but yeah. But you, yeah, you lose that, uh, you know, hanging out all night with your friends and, and I think, to come in. I think it's going to take a long time. I mean, it's going to take this generation growing up to recognize what the societal effects are. And, you know, in hindsight, yeah. we can look back and, and try to connect them and make some sense of them. But for now, man, all these kids, all these parents raising kids, man, we're just freeballing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's some science to suggest this, that, or other, but this, that, or the other, but man, you can find evidence either way. In a lot of cases, mm -hmm. we're just all, we, since the beginning of time, man, we've all just been freeballing. Maybe, it. maybe one day these kids, are gonna are gonna look at the kids that are running around then and be like, you're over there in your VR simulator. Yeah, you know, <laughs> never you know, even came out to get the coke from the refrigerator. You don't remember what it was like to hang out in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes, I can see it happening. Oh man. Oh well, boy. I uh, I think that'll get us uh, for episode eleven. I feel old. Of the <laughs> every I feel really day old. <laughs> uh, episode eleven of the Sense uh, and Theory podcast. Uh, fresh off his starring role in episode 10 and with a newly renegotiated contract, Man. much to our chagrin, is fact trekker extraordinaire Beanzo. Beanzo, what have you got for us today? 
Well, kids, gather around and let your best buddy, Captain Beanzo, tell you a story about how old Sense and Theory screwed up today. Seems like mean old Sense and Theory like to think we're a society that's past 14-year-olds getting married. Unfortunately, kids, all 50 states still allow minors to get married. That means if they can convince their parents, and usually a judge, then old Sense and Theory are dead wrong. Does that surprise us, children? We wouldn't want that inaccuracy to take away from that completely awkward and uncomfortable segment on child porn now, would we? Be sure and come back next week, kids, for another classic episode from the guys who thought an admitted bully and a guy who bullied his kid into reading, giving parenting tips, was a good idea. See you around. No, I'm just saying, I told you we shouldn't have increased this budget. Oh, uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, thank you, uh, Beanzo, for all that. Uh, anyway, I wanted to, uh, before we left today, just again, extend another big hearty thank you from all of us here to all the people who have been, you know, downloading the episodes and commenting on our social media posts. Uh, yeah, I'd like to specifically thank uh, David and Sonia. They sent us some awesome email feedback. Yeah. Um, with some advice and 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 tips and criticisms and critiques, uh, very very welcome. Yeah, like, and and you and all of you can reach us. Uh, you know, again at the Sense and Theory Gmail, uh, Sense and Theory Podcast, and we'll totally ignore your critiques and comments and and just you know just just keep barreling along like we always have. Uh, and one more special, very special shout out to our mm-hmm. biggest fan. I know you're out there listening to us right now. Yeah. I'd like to thank from. From the very bottom of my heart, Taylor Swift. Oh, mother... This is world-class producer and fact-checker extraordinaire Beanzo of the Sense and Theory Podcast. I want to thank you all for suffering through each show to hear the righteous takedowns I drop on the fellas. Please go like and review us on iTunes. It'll mean a lot to the guys, but more importantly, it'll help keep your old buddy Beanzo on the air. There's links to all our social media in the description. And feel free and tell the fellas how wrong they were at Sense and Theory Podcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week to hear Sense and Theory get all up in their feels when I burn all their hard work down again. Beans O out.